0: hey guys and welcome back to another episode of feed and focused for remote work and digital nomads podcast my name is angela sharina i'm a certified nutritionist health nutrition brain performance flow performance coach just someone with a lot of passion and obsession for helping you guys to learn about tools research-based tools neuroscience-based tools integrative health nutrition productivity flow performance All of these tools based on uh, sometimes very recent, sometimes not so recent research that you can use in your life to sometimes instantly and sometimes over the long term feel, do, and look your absolute best. Today, guys, we're going to have a shorter episode, and it is inspired by the conversation I had yesterday with a fellow digital nomad, but not a fellow architect because I'm not an architect. And uh, her name, the person on the other side uh, of my podcast, uh, the person who I interviewed, uh, her name is Adi, and you're going to hear her podcast very soon. And she is an architect, but a special kind of architect. She combines the science of health with the architecture. Uh, The phrase that she used often on the podcast yesterday was any space is an invitation. And what she means by that is that whenever we design a space, not maybe you and me, but whenever spaces are designed, they promote, they nudge, they push us a little bit. Into a certain direction of actions. Just if you think about the simplest example, supermarket. When you get into in a supermarket, whatever you see most prominently on your eye level at a checkout, that's what you're gonna buy. And they did a lot of studies on how just policing products differently will increase the sales of certain products, right? So don't think that a supermarket designed in a way to help you. No, they designed to help sales. And sometimes here yeah, some supermarkets do emphasize health. Sometimes you have these days government guidelines to help people make healthier choices, but sometimes not. And you get uh, at any store and you'll end up getting a bunch of stuff that you didn't want to buy and a bunch of stuff that is not really aligned with your health goals. And it is not by coincidence, guys. From your perspective, it can be, but not from the perspective of people who design supermarkets. And Adi Adi, uh, she is a special kind of architect, so she is designing, she helps people to design spaces that promote well-being, right? Uh, different actions, and just the feeling that you are well. And today, I just wanted to share with you a couple of tools how you can design or choose if you're a digital nomad Uh person who travels a lot or just changes location for one reason or the other often. I wanna help you to use a couple of elements to promote certain states of mind to feel better, to work better, to make better choices. And that will also influence the way you look, of course. So what are those couple of things that I learned from Adi? Um, I learned it actually even before some of that. And then Adi just confirmed that, that yeah, I studied it. This is how it works. And that this is what we use when we design spaces with our firm. That is the new moment. So when I asked Adi, her advice on healthy living while living a digital nomad lifestyle, she mentioned, she said, I'm going to say one thing that is kind of ordinary and one is kind of uh, unusual. So, and she started with the unusual, don't stay in ugly places. That was her advice. And what she meant by that is don't stay in places that make you feel not good. And by that she meant when you get into a place, when you rent a place, when you get into any space, how does it make you feel? Do you want to stay? Do you start feeling more positive, uplifted, just more well? Or you want to kind of get out of there, it makes you feel constricted and more anxious and more stressed and under the pressure? Spaces can do that. Certain design of spaces, of ceilings, of colors, of light... And she said, don't stay in ugly places. And I totally agree with her, especially if you're going to work in that space, especially if you're going to spend a lot of time in that space, you guys, that matters how the place is going to make you feel. That's going to influence your mental state. That's going to influence the work you produce, the decisions you make, the, de- the opinions that your mind will gravitate towards. And the implications of that, guys, are huge, especially if you compile them over the long term. Um, I'm going to start with a personal example. I never stay in a place, because I also work a lot at home, so I never stay in a place that is not brightly lit that has dark colors not enough light and i feel like this urge to get outside to just get enough light it's like you don't have enough air and i'm very sensitive to those things that why i notice but a lot of people don't notice they just think oh you know i'm kind of sleepy not productive in my space well look at your space does it have enough natural light? Do you have enough big windows? I I don't have windows. I have glass doors. So I have a lot of light. Plus my space uh, right now, where I've been staying for quite a long time in Mexico, it's all white. So there is a lot of white and the windows, their doors, there is a lot of natural light. I see sunrise from my place and the sun during the day um, is shining um, Not directly into my windows, but I have a lot, a lot of natural light. And whenever I would stay in a place that is dark, there is not enough light, I would always feel a little bit more anxious and a productive, sleepy, like my thoughts would be more negative, And I knew that that is not a good place for me to stay if I want to produce good quality work, if I want to move forward, if I want to do something amazing, right? Um, it influences your well-being. It influences things even like uh, your blood sugar regulation and your heart rate and your blood pressure. There are not so many studies yet on that specific aspect uh, of different spaces and their influence uh, on us. But there are. There are even books for Interior design that focus specifically on the psychological side of colors, for example, and how you shouldn't be having, shouldn't be designing your space with a lot of bright red because that color makes people feel anxious and threatened. Like, unless I don't know, um, it's a bedroom and you always want to be on there, yeah, but with some action, red color itself just for accent you know here and there yeah it's good um but as a major color not that great right so people noticed that long time ago or for example mental health institutions people noticed also that certain colors make people feel more anxious and crazier and certain colors calm people down Um, that's, that's science. Still not again a lot of research, but there's going to be more and more. And in architecture, yeah, they know that the more open, the more, the brighter, the brightly lit space is, the more inviting and the more welcoming and the happier the space is for for people. People feel good in those spaces, right? So if you have a choice to choose an apartment, please do your best to optimize not for uh, the most, I don't know, expensive interior design features, but for the most light, for the most welcoming. Just get into space and give yourself a few moments to breathe and to feel how do you like the space? If you work here, does it feel like it's going to give you energy? And again, a shortcut, uh, brightly lit spaces with a lot of space where you don't feel like you're in a dungeon in a cage, usually with calming colors uh, like whiter or just warmer and maybe not as in your face, you know, like super bright and super poppy. Those calmer spaces will give you more energy, and you will feel better, and you will feel more productive. So pay attention to that. A couple of uh, well-researched things from Adi and other research that I came across. Number one, the type of room, specifically the type of ceiling uh, where you do your work changes the way you think. So we'll really talk actually briefly on this podcast about that. I even wrote, it about, wrote about it in my book. So if you want to do more analytical work, kind of put yourself in a box. You want to have what most of our rooms have. You want to have this like, square design and the stuff that makes you feel more constrained, right? Uh, sometimes you would have spaces that would, that would... Be with the square like ceiling and walls, but it would be designed in a way that it makes it feel round, like you have more space and you have cathedral like uh, features, like it's rounded everywhere, right? And why I'm talking about round angles and cathedral like effect, uh, ideally, you would have higher ceilings, like you would have in cathedrals or libraries, or maybe open ceilings somewhere outside, right? Or at least partially outside side with a big horizon in front of you. Those things make you feel creative, make, makes you, make you think creatively, makes you make you think wider and bigger and have a wider perspective and make you dream and think more abstractively compared, again, to those more constrained spaces that make you think more down to earth in an analytical way. Um, so these are some a couple of examples that do work. Number one, again, this the, the amount of light you get that will impact your productivity directly, right away. There is no doubt about it. Uh, your sleepiness or wakefulness, it is affected uh, by the amount of light in your environment. So if you feel sleepy, instead of coffee, try to increase lights in your apartment. Maybe you sit by the window, maybe sit on a balcony like I do sometimes. Uh, maybe get one of those uh, selfie lights for the purpose of increasing your alertness in the first part of the day because they're actually quite bright. And uh, if you set it by the place where you work, it will give you a boost of this alertness. And then second thing is if your place feels more constrained, it's all square, uh, it feels more like a box, it's going to make you feel more analytical. And sometimes we all need it. Maybe like when you edit your book, when you create your book, uh, when you write it, when you want to be more creative, get into a space with round ceiling, with open spaces, with open air, with a lot of perspective, use, right, something more natural. When you need to edit it and be more analytical or maybe create a more analytical plan for your business, get into a box, literally. In a room that feels more like a box, that feel more constrained, maybe face um, a wall um, or sit in some sort of corner, uh, still well lit so you don't feel like you're in a dungeon and there is no light and you feel sleepy. But the idea is more box-like spaces, more constrained spaces, more rectangular, like squares, rectangles, rectangular um Spaces, they will always make you feel more mathematical, analytical, more precise, down to earth. Whereas, again, more spaces with open spaces, with big ceilings, with high ceilings, with um, horizon that you can see, a lot of nature. These spaces will make you feel more creative, especially, of course, if they are brightly lit. Um, So these are a couple of things that you can implement today right away to increase your productivity number one by changing the amount of light in your environment and number two changing the way you think when you need it so if you need to be more creative try to find a space with these specifications a lot of light a lot of round shapes high ceiling, more like cathedral effect. Uh, maybe you can see the horizon or just perspective uh, outside of your space where you see it. Um, maybe there is more nature. Maybe you can even see uh, the, the beach, maybe ocean front, right? So all of these spaces will help you to be more creative. And when you need to get analytical, get into that uh, square space into the box and you're gonna get it. So these are a couple of takeaways, a couple of tools, uh, a couple of previews from the podcast that's upcoming. You're gonna learn so much, guys. That is one of the most fascinating, interesting conversations that I've had with a person who is a marketing and a digital nomad, I didn't meet a lot of those people just because it's kind of complicated with the regulations, etc. But Adi found a way to do that, and she's going to share all of that with you. So today, use your space as your productivity amplifier with the tools we discuss. You can even look them up on Google. Um, they all are out there, not really that new and cutting-edge. So use the tips. If you have any questions, please reach out. Maybe share your pictures of your space where you work and ask me how you can improve that for certain aspects of your creativity or your productivity. So reach out. Uh, Stay tuned for the upcoming podcast with Adi. And till next time, guys, just look at your space and try to feel it. How does it make you feel? What is the default mental state, and perhaps physical also, that this place produce in you. Try to be more aware of that. Because environment changes how you think, what you feel, and decisions you make more than you think. And it's very important to be aware of that fact and try to be uh, and exist and live and work in places that make you feel the way you want to feel to deliver the life experience and work that you want to deliver and experience and you'll hear from me soon stay tuned and have an amazing productive brightly lit with open horizons kind of day